Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Denebicast. Today, Josh and I are back, recording and giving you the latest updates on Newton South's boys and girls cross-country teams, the football team, what's going on with ISIS, and the Democratic uh, National Convention. Additionally, we'll be talking a little bit about Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King. actually did come out with his album this time on Friday, uh, Jesus is King. Josh, what are your initial reactions and thoughts on it? So I was in Mr. Golding's class and Diego looks at me, who's not here today, mm. with the big eyes and he was like, it happened. And I was like, Diego, what happened? And he was like, Kanye dropped his album. And I was like, oh, okay. So I listened to it, everything all the way through. Uh-huh. And the second song, So Awe, is that how you say it? Yeah. So that the second half of that song is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. The hallelujahs are so nice. Yeah, they're crazy. Then Follow God Uh is insane. Uh Closed on Sunday is actually really good and funny. It's a nice like slow song. There's like a good important part in the middle actually. What? When he's not talking about Chick Fil A and talking Uh about like raising kids. Uh huh. Chick Fil A is also good. On God is great. Mm -hmm. Everything we need is a fun. Is like a fun little vibe. Uh huh. And use this gospel is the best one. Yeah, use this gospel is my favorite. Use This Gospel is one of the best songs I've ever heard. This is such a non-disappointing album. And also, it's such a nice mix of, like, like gospel, but also not... I mean, like, as two Jews recording this podcast, like, I feel like I can still enjoy the music. It's not overwhelmingly religious. Yeah. No, it's not... He doesn't even... He talks about Jesus, but you can really find meaning in all the religions through this. It's just like, it's not even, it's just like a nice... Well, more than that, it's like, you, you get the 808s, like, chop up the beat. Yeah. Like, chop up the soul Kanye is back. Or at least Well, my liquor vibes definitely in there for some of those songs. Maybe. I got more like of a Streetlights kind of a... I agree with it. that. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, especially with the piano and Use This Gospel. Use This Gospel, the sax also yeah. at the end was one it's of the clean. craziest things I've ever... Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on from Kanye. Josh, what's going on with football? So, football team in the playoffs, miraculously, not even the last seed. We're sixth. Mm. We have a game against Mass... Uh, do you know how to say it? Masconomet. Masconomet, yeah. Yeah. So, they were 5-2. and two. They look pretty good. They're ranked pretty substantially higher than us. Mm-hmm. It's looking like the game is going to be Saturday afternoon. At South? No, no. In Masconomet? Yeah. Masconomet's like a regional district, though. It could be in, like, Boxford or somewhere weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um okay yeah we had a uh, game on Friday night mm-hmm. insane comeback uh-huh. miracle play with five seconds left to what happened so Jello changes the play the quarterback on the field throws a screen instead of a hail mary to Tony runs mm-hmm. to one side of the field breaks two tackles cuts back around the other side touchdown two point conversion triple overtime and then Tony Anthony Moraney gets um. The pick six to win it. And everyone went pretty crazy. Then on the bus, we found out and made the playoffs. So it was a pretty solid night. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, football team is maybe going to do something this year. So that would be great. Especially after the heartbreak. Like, it's been like a tough second half of the season, it seems. Yeah, we had a lot of close ones that just didn't go our way. But this is maybe a nice turning point. For sure. For sure. Yeah. What goals do you guys have going forward? I think it's just one day at a time, practice included. Just like... Mm-hmm. Work hard and mask and all it. We need to beat them. Yeah. Whatever cities that's made up of. For sure, for sure. 
And on that note of sports, cross-country team boys and girls had DCLs on Friday, and Ben being a member is probably more qualified to tell you about that. So Ben, what's going on with the cross-country teams? Yeah, so we can start with the girls. Uh, Lucy Jenks popped off in her first ever cross-country race. Why was it her first ever? Uh, she's been hurt. For, well, she did soccer, and now, and then she was hurt. She had like some tendonitis. Right, um, so first ever, what happened? Yeah, she got like a, the Newton South School record, I'm pretty sure. She won the DCL. It was really cool to watch. She was just like pushing it. Um, yeah, congrats. Also, Lucy Jenks officially committed to Stanford. Um, that's exciting. Congrats, Lucy. Uh, yeah, and then the Newton South girls ended up through, I think, Lily Bolchinski and Addie Marple both also had strong races. Uh, they ended up getting fourth place in the DCLs, which is good, good mo- uh, momentum heading into the like states and end of the season. Uh, boys had a really strong race. Again, I'm a little bit biased. Um, I'm pretty heavily involved with the cross-country team. But specifically, Brett Miller and Cam Dion and Owen Holland all had really strong performances. Uh, senior Cam Parsons really popped off as well. The boys finished second in the DCL. Really close behind Acton Boxborough. I think that we'll be able to grab him by the time we get to States in two weeks. Um, Yeah, it was exciting. Especially to beat uh, Concord Carlisle, who's a real powerhouse distance program. Um, Yeah. All right, moving on from cross country. Today has been kind of crazy. In this week, in terms of President Trump and all of this information about... So last night, yeah, yeah. on Trump's Twitter, uh-huh. we got four dots. Yeah. About three dots. Four dots. Also, I feel like as a president, like, that's a little bit, like, it's too suspenseful of a thing to right, do. Right, because it could be like, you don't know if we, we did something good or half of our country just got blown up. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, there's too much... And then we got the tweet... That read, what did it read? It was like something big has just happened. And then, after another weirdly suspenseful, like unnecessary, you know what I mean? Yeah. We got the news that ISIS leader... Uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that correctly. But he was assassinated last night in a mission, in a raid uh, in northwest Syria. Conducted by the U.S. military team, probably Navy SEALs, right? Uh, I'm not totally sure. Okay, maybe. Well, yeah, tell us something about this leader. Yeah, so Baghdadi has been, uh, he's like, there's been a manhunt going on for years, and a bunch of times he's been incorrectly reported dead or injured. Um, But now uh, it's a strong win for the U.S. and the U.S. military, because even though we know Trump said that we had defeated ISIS earlier in the year, um, after the whole Syria drama where uh, the U.S. troops pulled out and ISIS was really allowed to recover. Uh, it's a really strong defeat for the U. or a really strong win for the U.S. military against ISIS. Uh, one thing that I really didn't like about this, though, uh, I thought that Trump was super. His descriptions of the mission were just super vulgar. And then he also posted uh, framed pictures that were supposedly of him watching the raid, trying to mimic Obama. Well, in reality, there's proof that he was golfing while it happened. Like, I didn't love that. Josh, what did you think about that? I just think that we know at this point he's going to not be doing the things that Obama did Mm -hmm. when it comes to being in his office. What do you mean by that? He's not going to be in the defense room at all times, right? 
So we should just overlook the fact that Trump really had anything to do with this and just think, be thankful that the people who did the raid are safe uh-huh. and it was successful uh-huh. and not talk about Trump because this isn't his. All right. That, that's good. I like that idea of really putting the credit where it's due in right. the hands of the military. Um, speaking a little bit more politically, Josh, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about the Democratic National Convention. Just the debates, I think it was a week ago, something like that. Uh-huh. So our homie, hometown, not homie, hometown senator, uh-huh. Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. what did you think? I think she got killed. I think she did pretty well. She had one line that I really liked. It was some, uh, someone asked her something along the lines of like, um, shoot, I'm blanking, I'll add in the audio clip here. It was something along the lines of like, if you can get a, it was like something about polygamy. It was, if you can get a woman to marry, fuck, do you know what that was? No. Okay, hold on. Yeah, so one of the questions that Warren was asked recently was, how would you react to a supporter who said to you, I'm old-fashioned and my faith teaches me that marriage is between one man and one woman? And Warren replied, well, I'm going to assume that it's a guy who said that, and I'm going to say, then just marry one woman. I'm cool with that, assuming you can find one. Um, and I think that that encapsulates... I don't know, I feel like Warren gets a kind of bad rap, personally. I feel like... her. I feel like... I mean, anyone is will be a great option for our country in comparison to our current leader, in my opinion. I do not think Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren uh-huh. will be any better than our current president. But why? If Trump actively goes against the Constitution, and that's proven, how do you think Bernie and Elizabeth can do a worse job than that? First of all, when I say Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, uh-huh. I mean them in very different ways. Uh-huh. Bernie Sanders would be very bad for the country in different ways from Elizabeth Warren. Uh-huh. I think Bernie Sanders has a lot of far left-leaning socialist policies that are just not payable for at this point, that are good in theory, that just don't won't really work. Well, but wouldn't the idea be to set, that, uh, set the standard up high, so then in the terms of when it comes to negotiation, he has a lot more room to work with? I don't think that's what he's doing. I think what they're doing is going on the stage and talking about things like Medicare for all, when they're saying they're going to just tax, they're going to create a wealth tax, uh-huh. raise the estate tax to above 50%, uh-huh. set a marginal tax bracket on the 1% at like 70% after a certain million. Uh-huh. And it just seems like they're setting a lot of taxes, mm-hmm. which gets, if you set so many, it's going to get to the point where people lose interest in working that hard to make money because 70% of it at a certain point is going to get taken from well, them. Well, do you think that's true, though? I mean, I know... It is. There's actually a study that if you tax people over 55%, their will to work is going to decrease on that margin above 55%. But I think every other Democratic candidate... Well, Josh, I, I'm, I'm going to push back on that because I know that... I mean, recently, you know that like notable uh, people who are in positions of immense wealth including like uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and their 99% promise where after they die, they plan to donate 99% of their wealth. They're avidly, they're uh, avid. I totally agree. And I think that the difference there is that they're choosing to donate 99% of their $100 billion as opposed to someone with 
$20 million and five kids who is going to die with $8 million. Well, yeah, but the whole... The, that's it's not, giving it away on your will versus being forced to give it away and having a gun held to the head of whoever is running your estate. No, they're advocating for higher taxes. No, they're advocating to give their money away. That too, but they're also advocating... But that's their taxes. choice, and that's not really a fair group of people because they have so much money. Well, it would be based... Compared to rich people. Who? Bill Gates and blah, Com- blah, blah, Yeah, blah. compared to people who are less... Rich, but we're still talking about immense amounts of money right now. No, and the state this... tax would be anything over a net worth of twelve million. Okay, but still, that's a, a lot of money. And couldn't you say that there are other perks to giving away that money, like potentially promote fostering a healthier work ethic in their kids, um, and future generations? I just think, as a small government conservative, uh-huh. that. It should be someone's choice if they want to foster a hard work ethic in their kids or give the money to the government who has failed to spend money over the last 200 years properly. What do you mean? Like, do you mean how our... How just uh, no uh, programs, Republican or Democrat... Well, no, that's not true, actually. Yeah, that's wrong. There have been many, many times where programs by either side have been put forth and not worked. Such... Well, I mean, not every... uh, uh, Regardless, yeah, not everything is going to work, but I think that there's still been serious success in programs such as Obamacare, such as subsidizing like Planned Parenthood. And I think that when you compare the money going to programs like that and promoting education versus like tax cuts that put us a trillion dollars in debt, like adding to the national debt by one trillion dollars in one year. Bernie Sanders, over 10 years, mm-hmm. his plans cost... $97 trillion. Okay, but those are plans that still benefit the public, not the 1%. But we don't have $97 trillion. Not oh. even in the circulation of the economy. Yeah, but we don't trillion. have $1 trillion to go further into deficit either. We're not talking about real sums of money right now, and we're not talking about plans that will go into real. action. What about Israel? The debt is real. Oh. Not Israel. The can't de- talk about Israel on the podcast. Yeah, uh, the, debt is, <laughs> the debt is real, but I... I yes, and I agree that ninety-seven. Tri- like the problem is with the debt right now, mm-hmm. all we have to pay is the um. What's the word? I don't know. The three percent every year, and like you know. I don't know. The uh the. What's the word? It's the um what's of the, the debt. You pay the. The interest. You pay the interest. I couldn't find that word for some reason. Mm-hmm. All you have to pay is the interest. But if the debt goes to a ridiculously higher number. We, the, when it gets to the point we can't pay the interest, something real is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I think we just have different views on that. Um, aside from disliking Bernie and Elizabeth, are there any Democratic candidates who you think so are So, at the beginning, stronger? I really did not like Pete Buttigieg. I found uh-huh. him incredibly annoying. But actually, I'm starting to like him. Uh-huh. He seems like someone who can hold his own on a conversation with Trump. Mm-hmm. I've always liked Yang, but Yang is not a real candidate at this point. I don't. I liked him until he started offering the free to. I I mean I understand where he's coming from in terms of the freedom dividend, um, and that's going to be a necessary thing to have uh, as AI becomes more pre- more prevalent in our society. But I didn't love the whole thing where his campaign promised to pay out the freedom dividend to families over a year. That felt a little bit more like he was really buying votes rather than promoting a policy. I agree. No, yeah. 
I've lost a little support for Yang. It's also not even worth talking about because he's not going to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg is climbing. Uh-huh. I don't know how to pronounce Buttigieg. 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 He's good. He's mm-hmm. young. Mm-hmm. He's quick. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to beat Trump, Democrats are going to need to elect someone young and quick. Mm-hmm. Or at least quick. So literally the opposite of Joe Biden, whose policies are probably the most conservative out of everyone's. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's going to get worse to the country than Trump. He's just probably one of the ones I like the least at this point. Mm-hmm. But no, for no Trump reason, strictly because of how I look at him on the stage, and I feel like he doesn't know how to answer questions. Uh-huh. He's such a politician compared to everyone else. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that in the way that Trump isn't a politician. He like shows no charismatic features almost. He reminds me of an old man version of Hillary Clinton. Okay. Okay, yeah, there's definitely an argument that he's a little bit outdated. Um, or a little bit out of the loop, Yeah, I guess. he also might not be very in touch with issues in the younger generation, I feel like. I feel like someone like Pete Buttigieg can relate much more to a broader demographic of people. Uh-huh. All right. I think that's pretty valid. Uh, all right. So essentially, the whole point of this podcast is that Luke's, Lucy Jenks is going to Stanford, and the boys' cross-country team is awesome. Yeah. Uh, watch out for us. We encourage everyone to come to watch the boys at States on November 9th. Uh, wish them luck in the hallways. Yeah, thank you for listening. Let us know if you have any questions or anything you want to contribute. And everyone comment, bring back Diego so he actually comes back and starts doing this with us again. And stops doing, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, just stops wasting time and leaving homework to the last minute. Um, Lots of homework being off to the last minute. Yeah. But I think when he finishes, it makes him really happy. All right. But thanks, guys, for listening. Goodbye.